in your Bibles with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 8. Jeremiah chapter 8. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we praise your name. You are worthy to be given all the praise and honor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you, Father, for that which you are going to do amongst your people today. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 8. Are we there? Right, I'll be reading verse 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered. So this was the Lord himself who was speaking through Jeremiah the prophet, asking these questions to say, is there no bow in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? So the Lord was asking his people, he was asking the Israelites, why the health of his people is not recovered if there was a balm in their midst, if there was a physician in their midst. So the question was not whether a physician was not there or whether balm was not there. If you can see from the construct of that particular verse, the Lord was intimating the fact that the physician was there, the balm was there. So if the physician was there and the balm was there, why then is the health of the daughter of his people not recovered? In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So what is this balm of Gilead? The title of my message today is the balm of Gilead. The balm of Gilead. So what is this balm? What is this balm of Gilead? So this balm was a rare perfume, right, that was used medicinally during that time. You know, there was this tree called the balsam tree, which if you would cut, it would bring out this gum, right? So that gum would be collected, and then they would use that gum to make what is called balm. So this balm was used in two main ways. It was used as a perfume, right, and it would also be used as medicine. So during those times, the balm was used heavily. It was used so much uh, as medicine. That's why the Lord is now saying, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? So if you read, for example, Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 11, the Bible says, go up into Gilead and take balm, O virgin, the daughter of Egypt. In vain shalt thou use many medicine, medicines, for thou shalt not be cured. Look at that. So, balm was used for what? Was used as medicine, right? It was used for curing uh, many diseases during that time. So here the Lord is saying, 
uh, uh, take balm, daughter of Egypt, but you shall not be, you shall not be healed. Alright? Because this was a judgment. Right? So, you also notice that the caravan that Joseph was sold to was heading to Egypt and it was also carrying what? Carrying balm from Gilead. If you read Genesis chapter 37, verse 25, you will find that. So, you can now see from the Bible that when the Bible is talking about balm, it's talking about medicine, alright? It's talking about medicine. And when the Lord says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? The Lord is saying, why is the daughter of my people still sick? Why are my people still sick if there is balm in Gilead? If there is balm amongst you, if there is a physician amongst you, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible talks very much about how the Lord himself is the health of his people. So when the Lord talks about balm in Gilead, he's talking in a figurative sense because he himself is the healer of his people. Are we together? So the physician that we should know about and the physician that we should be worried about because a physician is a healer. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the healer that we are talking about, the healer that should be worried about is the Lord himself. And the balm that we should be talking about is the power of the Lord himself to heal. You know, in that same chapter, verse 19, the Bible says, Is not the Lord in Zion? Look at that. Is not a king in here? It's the same chapter. So the Lord is saying, Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not a king in here? As people that believe in the Lord, you know, it's very surprising sometimes when we put our faith more in human doctors, in human scientists, than we put in the Lord. Who can take away or who can heal a disease better? God or a doctor? Who created a man? Who created a woman? You know, in this pandemic, the, the, the coronavirus pandemic that we have right now, are we putting our faith in vaccines? Or we are putting our faith in the Lord. Not only to protect us from that disease, but even to heal that disease. Is the world waiting for a vaccine? <laughs> or the world is putting their faith in the Lord to protect them, to take away the disease or to heal them? Where are we putting our faith? I'm going to ask you this question right now. When that vaccine comes, are we going to take it? Are we going to take that vaccine? Why is it we trust doctors so much that we'll take those vaccines without even asking questions? How do we even know they are good for our health? 
How do we know they won't even alter our genetic setup or makeup? How do we know there could be some sinister agendas in those, in those medicines, in those vaccines? Why do we want to trust people so much instead of trusting the Lord? The Bible says, cursed is any man who puts his trust in another man. So that's a very good question. What are we going to do when these vaccines come? Do we trust these people so much? We want to uh, uh, vaccinate every person that is on the earth. Do we trust them so much that we think what they give us is harmless? Even to ourselves. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I thought I should just talk about that. We should be very careful about that. And when it comes to that, we should be guided by the Lord. We should be guided by the Spirit of God Himself. What is He saying about it? What is He saying concerning what people are planning? Is there no sinister agenda behind it? Should we take these vaccines? We know that we are living in the end times. Soon time will be no more. My God, hallelujah. And we know the things that are written in the word of God, the things that are written in the Bible. And as people of God, as children of God, we must put our faith, we must put our trust in the Lord to deliver us from what, uh, uh, whatever kind of disease may come, whatever kind of pandemic may come. Does a child of God need a vaccine? My God. The Bible here is saying, is not the Lord in Zion. Is <laughs> not a king in here. That's a question to you. Is the king in Zion? Is the Lord in Zion? Is Christ in you? Is Christ with you? If Christ is with you, and if Christ is in you, why is the daughter of my people not healed? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no balm? My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when God was asking Israel this question, he was saying, why are you destroyed as if I am not in your midst? As if I am not in you. The Bible says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because if you know, then you can be what? You can be delivered from that ignorance. Satan uh, uh, takes advantage of your ignorance. You know that the reason why the devil can continue to afflict someone is because that person has no knowledge about the finished work of Christ. If Christ said, by my stripes you are healed, then that settles the matter. There is no reason for us to continue being sick. When by his stripes we were healed, he did it already for us. So if we are ignorant of that, then the devil will take advantage of us. He will take advantage of that ignorance. So if Israel continues to live as if the Lord is not in their midst, then the affliction of the devil will continue. 
My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So is there no bound? Is there no physician in thee? The great physician that we have is Christ Jesus himself. It's the Lord himself. It's the Lord himself. We must know this, that it is not God's desire, nor plan, that we should be sick. I'll get in this. God does not want us to be sick. God does not wish the coronavirus on anyone. Or any kind of disease or any kind of ailment. We must understand that darkness always comes from the devil. Darkness always comes from the dark side. But we are from the light side. We are from the God side. We are citizens of heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Affliction does not come from God. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Look at that. So he's saying, if you serve the Lord, then he shall bless you. He shall bless your bread and your water. It's not God's desire that you should go hungry. That is not God's desire. My God, are you hearing what I'm saying? He will bless thy bread and he will bless thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of the earth. Is there someone who is with me right now? The word of God is supposed to bring faith in you. When you are uh, 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 facing a challenge in your life, the word of God is supposed to bring, uh, to, to bring faith, I mean, in your life. So when the Lord is saying, why is the daughter of my people sick? Is there no power? Is there no physician? What is the word of God reminding you of? It's reminding you that the Lord is your physician. It's reminding you that the anointing of the Lord is your bow. The anointing of the Lord is the power of the Lord to heal you and to restore you and to drive out that disease and that affliction from your life. In Jesus' name, amen. So he says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I will take it out. I will take it away. My God. If there is anyone who is sick, who is listening to me, the Lord is saying he will take away that sickness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that sickness, because the Lord said it, it must go. It must go. It must go now. It must go now in the name of Jesus. It is not of the Lord. It's not your portion. My God, in the name of Jesus, amen. God's will is that people stay in health. That is God's will. So if it is God's will that people stay in health, that is why I would take away sickness from you. We are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. You tell me whether in the kingdom of God you find sickness in there. Is there sickness in heaven? There's no sickness in heaven. So we must reject the works of the devil. 
in our lives. These things are not of God. Coronavirus is not of God. My God, in the name of Jesus, amen. My God, hallelujah. He says, I will take away sickness. And if there is anyone who is sick of the coronavirus, the balm is here. The healing power of Jesus Christ is here. You must be healed now in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever disease, whatever condition that you have, you must be healed. Receive healing now. Receive healing in the name of Jesus Christ. You will heal you and you will restore you. My God. Psalm 107 verse 20. Let's talk a little, a, a little bit more about the Lord Jesus being our great physician. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The Lord sent his word. You know, when I hear that particular phrase, his word, he sent his word, I cannot help but think about Jesus Christ being called the word of God in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Then the Bible says he. Which means the word is a he. And when Jesus Christ came on the earth. He said my father has sent me. So the Lord sent his word. And healed them. And in the gospels. We, we see and hear. The exploits of Jesus as the word of God. The word that was sent from God. And he healed them all. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Let us look at Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Let's hear more about Jesus being the physician. Jesus being our healer. Jesus being the word that was sent from God to deliver us all from our distractions. He did not only deliver us from our sin, he also delivered us from all distractions, from all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You hear that? The Bible says Jesus was teaching. And as he was teaching, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You know, you don't need to shout for the power of God to operate. The Bible says Jesus was teaching. He said that the power of the Lord is there or the power of the Lord is not there. It's not controlled by how much we shout. It's not controlled by how much we jump up. The Bible here says he was teaching. He was teaching. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. But even though the power of the Lord was present, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The people who can only benefit or receive this power are the people that believe. 
are the people that are open to receive that healing. The doctors of the law and the Pharisees did not receive that healing power. Even though maybe some of them were sick. Because they did not believe in him. They did not receive from him. But those that had faith in him, they received the healing power. Right now, there are many people who are asking, pastors, where are you? Pastors, where are you? During this coronavirus pandemic, what do you want them to do? Because without faith, even though the power of God is there, no one can be healed. If you read in the Bible, these people that were sick, they sought Jesus. They sought him. They looked for him. Because they had failed to be healed. Some of them would come from, uh, come from afar and say, My child is sick. My God, are you hearing what I'm saying? They would come themselves because they had faith. <laughs> Some of them would even destroy the roof of the house to make sure the person who, who is sick would come in so that they would gain access to Jesus. So why are you speaking against pastors while you are there? If you are sick, find them. You can come to them and see whether they will not lay their hands on you and see whether you will not be healed. The Bible says, if you believe, you will be healed. You will be healed. Jesus would say, according to your faith, let it be unto you, according to your faith. So you tell me, do you have faith to be healed of the disease that you have? Do you believe that you can be healed? Do you believe that you can be restored? Because if you believe, yes, receive that healing right now and you'll be healed. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and delivered them. But those who receive that healing, those who receive that restoration are those that receive the word that has been sent. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus was there. The physician was there. The healer was there. The balm, the anointing was there. The balm of Gilead was there. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The true medicine. The true vaccine that you need. Oh my God. Hallelujah. You know, the vaccines that they are trying to make out there, they will never take away sin in the lives of people. They will never take away the troubles. They will never take away the root cause. The root cause that the world has is sin, the problem of sin. Because it is sin that plunged the world and everything in it in the problems that we have today. But what is the ultimate vaccine? What is the ultimate balm that people need? What is the ultimate medicine that we all need? That ultimate medicine, that ultimate vaccine is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My God, hallelujah. My God, hallelujah. My God, my God. Can someone hear me now? We are coming 
to that time when they shall want to force you to take their mark. In whatever way, in whatever format, they are going to do it. But I tell you the truth. The world right now is being conditioned to accept that mark of the beast. You'll be surprised how easy it's going to be when it comes. Such that many people will not even recognize that this might be the mark. Many of the people that are not strong in the Lord will find excuses. Even pastors will find excuses to take it. Even believers, a lot of them, will find excuses to take it. Because, you know, that this is the reason why we always say, do not be attached to this world. Do not be attached to the things of this world. Do not be attached to money. Do not be attached to food and clothes. Be attached to Jesus Christ. Be connected to Jesus Christ. Because when those privileges are taken away from you, what are you going to do? You are going to take the mark. You know, just yesterday, I was about to go into a shop and I forgot my mask. Get what I'm saying? I forgot it. Then when I was, uh, when I joined the line, I was reminded by the person at the entrance to say, you have no mask. And I say, oh, I forgot. I forgot the mask. And I had to go and take that mask and wore it for me to enter. Are you getting this? In other words, I was denied entry because I forgot the mask. I didn't do that intentionally. I actually forgot it. Are you getting this? So just imagine, without a mask, I wouldn't get into the shop to get supplies for myself. And you know, when you get to that entrance, you know what they do? They'll put their, their thermometer on your forehead, right? <laughs> and then they put some sanitizer on your hand for you to enter, for you to buy. Are you getting this? For you to buy. So without that, you cannot enter. Without the mask. <laughs> And then in the book of Revelation, you know, I couldn't help but think about this. In the book of Revelation, the Bible tells you that without the mark of the beast, without the mark on your forehead, or on your right hand, you cannot buy <laughs> or sell. That's why I can't help but think, are we not being conditioned? Are we not being trained for this time that is almost upon us? Get me well. I'm not saying that is the mark of the beast. But I'm saying, I can't help but think how similar this is. And when those vaccines come, do we even know the nature of these vaccines? What are they? What are the, the, the ingredients? What are they trying to achieve? Why, why are they even trying to force everyone to take them? Remember, Jesus said, the God of this world 
Even Paul said, the God of this world. Jesus said, the prince of this world comes. Paul says, Satan is the God of this world. Meaning Satan is running things, running affairs in this world. The affairs that are contrary to the plans of God. The affairs that are contrary to the will of God. And he's in control of rich and powerful people. I want you to know that. My God, hallelujah. My God. I hope someone is hearing me. In Jesus' mighty name. As we are going into these darker and darker times, it is time to cleave closer to the Lord Jesus Christ so that his light may shine in our lives. As the world gets darker, we must begin to shine brighter and brighter in Christ. So we don't need their solutions. We need Christ in our lives. We need Christ. He's the one who said, I will take away diseases. So why do we put our trust and faith in, let the world put their trust in vaccines. But us, let us not put our trust in their medicines. We must put our trust and faith in Christ Jesus. He's our healer. He's our physician. He's the one who said, I will take away sickness. Sickness must not reign in our mortal bodies. It must not, not reign in our what? In our houses. In our places of worship. In the name of Jesus, Amen. If you continue reading the Bible, the Bible tells us Jesus healed all the people that came to him. He healed them all. Various diseases, various manner of diseases, different kinds of diseases. Let's look at Matthew 12, 15 here. The Bible says, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Listen to that. Great multitudes, he healed them all. So it doesn't matter if we have a thousand people that are sick or a hundred thousand people that are sick. The Bible says he healed them all. But the question is, are these people coming to Jesus? Are they coming to seek that healing? Because if they come, the Bible here says Jesus healed them all. More evidence. Luke 4, verse 40. Now when the sun was setting... All they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. You see, this is very important. They brought them unto him. As I said, <laughs> you must bring the sick to him. You must bring them. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Look at that. Every one of them. Here we always hear this story of saying there is no cure. Yes, there is no cure in the eyes of men. But in the eyes of those who believe, there is a cure. That cure is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That cure is the anointing of the Lord. The balm of the Lord. AIDS is a cure. Jesus Christ. Cancer is a cure. Jesus Christ. Coronavirus is a cure. Jesus Christ. Luke 6 verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him. And healed them all. 
There went virtue, there went out power and healed them. Are you seeing how Jesus was healing every person? There is no description in the Bible where they were trying to describe the disease and then Jesus was saying, ah, currently there is no cure for this one. Did he say that? We are not even told whether he asked them the, the, the nature or the manner of the disease. Everyone, the Bible is saying, he healed them all. He healed them all. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Healing all. Come on somebody. Healing all. Healing all. Not some. <laughs> Are you hearing this? Healing all. Even those that were oppressed by evil spirits. He healed them all. He delivered them. For God was, was with him. Remember, the Lord asked the children of Israel, is there no king in thee? Is the Lord not in your midst? Why? So if the Lord is not in your midst, then fine. Maybe these, uh, these people can be sick because the Lord is not there. But when the Lord is there and he said, I will take away sickness. Why should we continue having sickness? If he's there. That's what he said, isn't it? In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. If he healed them all then, then today, Jesus must heal them all. Tomorrow, Jesus must what? Heal them all. Because he says, by uh, uh, his stripes we are healed. We are healed. When salvation comes, then healing comes. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. He has already made provision for you. He has already made provision for your healing. He still heals them all. He still what? Heals them all. He still, ah, come on somebody, just say, say that with me. He still heals them what? Oh, he still heals them all. He still heals us all. We are healed, we are delivered. My God, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you, I will finish with this verse in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. The Bible says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Jesus healed all manner of, of sickness. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know what? Uh, if, if you say this with me, uh, uh, you know, it becomes real to you as well, isn't it? Come on, say that with me. He was what? Healing all manner of sickness. All manner. Not some men. All manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. All manner of sickness, all manner of disease. And about the Torah that you can say, Jesus is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he is the same forever. He is the same, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hallelujah, my God, hallelujah. The great physician is here. The great physician is with us. And he has got bound to heal you. 
He is God bound to deliver you. He is bound to heal all manner of sickness, medicine to heal all manner of sickness, to heal all manner of disease. What kind of ailment, whether it's demonic oppression, the Bible says Jesus heals them all. Jesus delivers them all and he's still doing it now because he's the same yesterday, today and forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Are you ready to receive your healing? Are you ready to be delivered from your distractions? Are you ready to, to be delivered from the things that torment you? There are others, oh my God. There are people who are listening me, uh, to me right now who are saying even in the night they don't sleep because of tormenting spirits. My God, Jesus Christ delivers you. Jesus Christ delivers you. Jesus Christ heals you. Jesus Christ restores you in the name of Oma, Kande, Shimanda, Katsuma, whatever disease that you may have right now, Jesus delivers you. Whatever is wrong with your chest, Jesus heals you. Jesus delivers you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, just stand where you are. I want you to pray and receive Jesus Christ's healing and receive Jesus Christ's deliverance in your life. Whatever issue you may have, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed them, then all of them, are no, no matter the kind of disease, no matter the kind of issue that they have, even now, Nyemakasumaya, 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 Jesus Christ heals you. Nyemakasumaya, Jesus Christ heals you. Jesus Christ delivers you. Jesus Christ restores you. Jesus Christ gives you freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare and decree right now in your life. Makasumanda. Sumanda. I declare and decree health in your life. I declare and decree deliverance in your life in the name of Jesus. I declare and decree restoration in your life. May the covering of God be upon you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, He heals you. Jesus Christ heals you. Jesus Christ uh, uh, delivers you. May you receive that healing right now. 